We got forbidden friendships, lots of vampires, but a severe lack of gardens. But that's all right, because this one's a winner in my book. And we're going to talk about it as we go over this week on Shonen and Suds, the Netflix anime series, Vampire in the Garden. Hey there, buddy. <laughs> Thought I lost you for a second. Oh, you you went to the drunk. shadow realm for that. I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> love that. Love that. It is big birthday energy today. That is right, Chris. And, and another 25th birthday for you. I'm, I'm glad to be here celebrating with oh, you. Oh, man. Me Happy too. Happy birthday, my friend. You know? my 15th, I'd say this is my 15th 25th birthday. If I'm, well, let's see. 15, 25, 10, 15, 30. Oh, uh, this is another, yeah, this is a 15-year, uh, my 15th, 25th birthday. Math is hard right now, sir. Oh, as is, as is. N- nothing wrong with that. Now, Chris, did you get to go out and have a nice birthday meal? I know we're we're recording a little bit later this week. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, we went and got some steak. You know, I, I enjoy going out to, and like, here's the thing. Uh, you know me, Cody. I am a... You know, you and I are two peas in a pod. I don't need to go out to a fancy restaurant. I don't need white tablecloths. I don't need, you know, $40 steaks. Just take me to somewhere bullshit like Texas Roadhouse, Outback, whatever. I'm there. <laughs> I, I'm so fucking there. If I can get my steak, some sort of entire onion just deep fried, um, some oh, sort you, of vegetable. You got the blooming onions. <laughs> you goddamn right. Well, dude, okay, so... Well, we, me and uh, me and Sam went to a baseball game. We have a we have a double A um, baseball team here in Richmond. It's actually the double A system for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, their team is here in Richmond, so uh, they're called the Flying Squirrels. Okay. Um, and my wife's job actually got free tickets, so we got free tickets. Uh, her and I got a ticket, and we got like money to spend on concessions while we were there. And on back on the back of one of the tickets was like. Oh hey, go to Texas Roadhouse and redeem this for either a free order of fried pickles or a free fucking onion. And it was like, well, okay. Yeah, free blooming onion coupon. You take those every time. <laughs> that is a snap keep every time. Yeah, you the don't hardest, shuffle that back in, sir. Hardest decision is just thinking about the you know the blooming onion or the fried pickles. They're both great options, you know. Oh yeah. It's tough, right? Because you know pickles are pickles. Pickles are good, but like whenever there's a blooming onion on the table, like that's 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 the choice, right? Like that's the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good. You know, came back. I am so full of beer and uh, you know and steak and all the all the accoutrement that goes along with it. Now uh, you know what you know what Cody. I'm I'm on vacation. I've been off since uh, I took off yesterday through. It was supposed to be Monday, but Monday is a holiday. Monday is Juneteenth, so our office is closed that day. So basically, I'm off for an entire week. So I, love I get to uh, I get to kind of spread out the birthday, um, you know, love, and that way I can nurse the hangover that I'm inevitably gonna have. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Glad to hear it. I'm surprised you're still awake, Chris. I mean, I, when I leave Texas Roadhouse, I'm basically asleep behind the wheel on my way oh, dude dude the, the rolls put me down <laughs> dude i was the rolls had me fucking rolling that's for sure but thankfully my wife drove um you know because i was drinking and um well we had to stop at walmart so i could get some like half and half like iced tea lemonade to go with this bottle of peach whiskey that i have so oh, the old arnold palmer you know yeah. that, that's right that's right 
And I'm one of those people, after a big meal, I either want to go to sleep immediately or I need to walk it off. You know what I mean? And <laughs> There's a couple laps around the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> I had to. had to do some laps in, inside of Walmart because uh, it, it helps me. Because I was actually, once I got home, I was feeling pretty good. And, uh, you know, obviously I knew we had to do a podcast. And then we're going to be jamming some uh, Ninja Turtles Shredder Revenge uh, online later. So I, I had to be ready. Oh, hell yeah. That's what, Damn that's right. what you got vacation days for a reason, Chris. <laughs> Damn right. Why GDR, man? Yeah, me. But you know what? No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cody. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. You're good. Me personally, I took the day off today, Chris, because my back was hurting. I'm getting old oh, as well. Oh, man. Um, well, that's right. You went, were hooting and hollering at an AEW show, man. Yeah. That, that was awesome. Went to the St. Louis AEW event last night, and uh, oh, yeah, man. It, it was a great time. Drank way too much. Spent too much money. Oh, Got my $40 always. t-shirt. Um, you know, Hell yeah. You know, and... um. Yeah, it was a great time. It's just you feel it the next morning after. Oh, definitely. You know, the chairs are not, you know, there's no lumbar support on a chair in an arena like that. Um, no. And no, you're the voice sitting is in an old shot. fucking bingo chair. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yelling at wrestlers from far away. Um, yeah. How many times did you yell, two? <laughs> oh, Chris, I, w- I was doing the two thing. I had I had a couple ladies down in front of us that were just losing uh, it every time. Um, <laughs> dude, that's the, that's the play, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling, too. Like, because the first couple, they're along with you, but then when you just keep doing it, it becomes hilarious. Yeah, and, like, they, it's something about it. They just can't stop laughing whenever you do it. And they, like, because, expect it every time. Well, the trick is you delay it, too, right? Like, they do the two count, and you just go, two. Yeah. By that point, there's been, like, three more near falls. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Glad you had a great time. Um, And, Cody, that's not the only great time I had this week. I fucking enjoyed this show a lot. Yeah, man. A lot. This was a surprise hit. Um, you know, we were looking forward to watching this. Um, we mm-hmm. almost just called the the audible where we just pick the show. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it won the first poll we threw it up on, and I mean, actually, definitely worth it. Um, a, a surprise hit, in my opinion. Absolutely, it was. Uh, well, you know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, obviously, spoilers incoming. Where we are spoiling Vampire in the Garden. So if you haven't watched it yet, A, you're messing up because this was an absolute jewel uh, and just an absolute, just fantastic watch. Um, so hop off now. Um, and of course, also, welcome to Shonen and Suds. We, st- we, we, we start talking about steak, booze, and wrestling. It's, uh, <laughs> it's over. Like, yeah. You just derail really quickly. Yeah, we, but I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. That'll, that'll be our and... next podcast, Chris. We'll do a... Steak, booze, and wrestling. <laughs> Steak, booze, and wrestling. I'd watch it. I'd listen to that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, this was good. It was, you know, real quick. It was only five, you know, 30-minute episodes. And Cody, what I really loved is that they buttoned this story up. I don't need a season two. And please, God, if you're going to do a season two. Now, this world is rich. This is a very, very very awesome world that they've thrown us into so there's a lot of story to be told in this world just don't tell me the story i don't need to know about the main character momo anymore we have seen her story from start to finish yep. so yep Couldn't there's agree. a lot there's yeah there's a lot that they can do there's a lot they can do but they need to go ahead and find another avenue and again there's plenty there is so much going on in this world that they could be telling stories and doing other seasons of this show for quite a while, at least in my opinion. Um, and that's not it, Cody. We got some news to talk about. A lot of, you know, some good news, 
some some terrible news um and everything in between but uh you know cody i'm not gonna you know, i know sometimes you know we like to switch it up something you know, one of these pieces of news is pretty heavy and i'm not going to be able to go into that stone cold sober so i'm just going right into it cody i need to know what you drinking oh that's a good crack all right chris i managed to save a few of these poolside uh oh. poolside truly seltzers so this week I want to say last week I did the pina colada. You did. And this week I am doing the orange peach fizz and the last. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to drink this one and I'm going to take out the last remaining pina colada. Um, oh, nice, nice. I goofed up. I meant to keep one of the, the strawberry melon or something like that. Yes, yeah, the strawberry watermelon, the strawberry meant, melon fizz. I meant to keep one of those and I accidentally kept the wrong one. Um, so, but a quick review. The melon one, fantastic. Um, oh, absolutely. Probably, I, I think that's probably like my either my favorite or my second favorite. Honestly, the um, the mojito really isn't that bad, and I'll talk about that more next week also. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this week I am just doing the orange peach fizz. Um, you know, watching our watching our calories, of course, only a hundred calories. Um, mm, yes. It's ready for our beach bodies. You know how this goes. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's that what I'm having, Chris. Right. Now, now, you've already had some brews at the at the old Texas Roadhouse. What, what, I've what's had the, quite a bit today. What do we got for dessert, Chris? <laughs> so before I get into that, now I, I will say I have I also bought a pack of the uh, poolside Trulies, but they went down way too smooth. What, what, what did I buy? I bought I bought it what this week, and I drank them all. I finished them all yesterday. As I was going to say, I think you sent me the picture of you holding one of the cans. And yeah, I had just and, cracked one at the same time, and I was like, ah, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, and they are they are gone because they were all excellent. So I highly recommend this pack. Um, yeah, I've had a, had a few beers today, just some Bud Lizzie's, you know, nothing crazy. But right now, Cody, I am a, you know, I mentioned that bottle of peach whiskey. I got the old Bird Dog peach whiskey. We are... We're we're hunching over a little bit at the ABC store, or the liquor store. We're not on the bottom shelf. We're right there with like Evan Williams, Jim Beam. We're kind of hanging out on those shelves. Um, and I've also got the uh, the it's not the the zero, but it's damn near. It's the the diet half and half because again, gotta watch that beach bod. Um, right, right. So I'm doing peach whiskey with the iced tea lemonade half and half mix. And Cody, I'm gonna tell you right now, this shit is refreshing. I was gonna say that sounds awfully refreshing. Sounds sounds oh, honestly sounds better than this uh, this this fizzy water I have here. But uh, you know, it's still not bad. I I, I can't complain. Um, <laughs> you get refreshing. one of those. You drink that. And you wipe the forehead. You know. That's right. Hot day after cutting grass or selling lemonade or whatever the hell it is you're doing. Especially with I don't know what the heat's been like near you guys, but we have been in like a four day heat wave. Um, hot. It's currently like I think it's 95 outside right now. God, and they say global warming Which, isn't real. Yeah, I'm Chris. I, I'm sweating sitting here. Um, not only because it's hot outside, hot inside, but we also got Chris. We got a lot of cool news. Um, like you said, there's some good, there's some bad, uh, there's some Absolutely. sad stuff too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, do we want to start with? Do we want to lead off with the sad so we can build ourselves back up? I think that's what we do, Chris. We 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 go for the vegetables first. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we uh, looks like we were. Uh, it was um, this past week, I believe. It was uh, yeah, it was on June 9th. Uh, very very well known voice actor in the anime community it was old Billy Kometz. 
um, passed away. I want to say it was uh, it was some sort of uh, some sort of cancer or some sort of uh, some sort of chronic disease. Yeah, it was something like that. Let me see if I can find the article again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, colon cancer. It was colon, colon cancer. cancer. Yeah, colon cancer. Yeah, and that's a that's a shame. And uh, I mean, obviously, he's done quite a bit in anime and video games. You know, he's done stuff in Persona Five, uh, Rise of the Shield Hero, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I want to say he had a character or two that he voiced in uh, Three Houses. I think uh, I want to say he did something in Pokemon too. So like, yeah, uh, Boruto, Rui, and Demon Slayer. Yeah. A lot of yeah. lot, lot of lot of big big uh big characters. I mean, you know, it it, it sucks, man. He was only thirty five years old. He was young. He was a baby. That is sad. That's too young. No one, no one should be dying that young. Very very Brutal. unfortunate. And then we also had another uh, a death in the voice acting community. Uh, and this oh, no. was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to butcher his name, Kasuki. Akeuchi, uh, and he passed mm-hmm. away at 45. Uh, uh, looks like yeah. due to an unsus- unspecified illness. It uh, looks like he actually passed away on June 8th, but this article was not published until yesterday. Um, Man. And he played, you know, various characters in The Prince of Tennis, Ice Shield 21, mm-hmm. uh, and, and various other animes and works like that. But yeah, 35 and 45. Man, just too young to go. Uh, very unfortunate. Absolutely. And it's a shame, but, um, you know, gone, but not forgotten at all. So, but, you know, we'll you know, pour one out for the homies. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's absolutely rough. But you know what? With the bad comes the good, because the show does go on. Anime will persevere. We will find, you know, there's, I don't know. You always want to remember the fond memories you have of the characters that these people brought to life. Um and the best thing you can do is to continue to watch their body of work and, you know, continue to find new bodies of work. And, uh, Cody, there's a, there's a lot to be excited about news-wise. You know, there's no way to segue from that. I tried my best, but hey, you Chris, can't. It's... Hold on. Yep. Hold on. Oh, got to no. bring us down one more time. I just oh, found, no. I found <laughs> more news. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. So this was Jim White. Um, and he was a radio host, and he was also... Um, see here let me go through his he's got a long list of credentials here uh that uh, looks like no. he passed away at the age of 73 um he was diagnosed with lung cancer april 20th oh. and was hospitalized within the next 10 days looks like he's just been in the hospital you know fighting uh he voiced igneal and the narrator of fairy tale um he also voiced zeke's grandfather in attack on titan the final season mm-hmm. og in one piece uh, and, and then various other works, you know, Basilisk, Star, Star Blazers, mm-hmm. Black Clover, um, a ton more. Obviously, the vo- the voice I'll always remember this dude is, is for the, he's the narrator for the English um, dubbing of Fairy Tale. Just a great mm-hmm. voice, honestly. Like, I, there's something about a narrator in anime that really like, I, I don't know. There's something I, I enjoy it, about the, having. It's a good the rug narrator. that bring. It's dude. It's the rug that brings the room together, man. Yeah. Like. Um, Truth be told, the narrator is one of the bright spots of Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. He's also like it, it looks like he was also like a very famous radio host in Texas. Oh, nice. It looks like Texas, Chicago, and San Francisco. He worked in various, oh, wow. you know, different um, stations and things like that. Um, but oh, yeah, man. Jim White also uh, pour one out for him as well. 
Hopefully, yeah. me scrolling through this anime news, we don't get any more bad news because uh, we've we've I already lost too it. many this year. We don't want to lose any more. So uh, I can't I can't do it. We can't do it, Chris. But you know, let's go ahead and shift gears here. Let's let's put things on a brighter note. Um, we had we got a lot of news to go over. Um, I guess mm-hmm. we'll start things off, Chris. You know most about this one. This is the Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Superheroes film. Yes, yes, we've got a release date. Apparently, the English trailer came out, and we've got a release date of August nineteenth. For English, right? Or for yes. America? Yeah, because it's out. Yes. It's currently out in Japan mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you could probably leak it online if you really, really wanted to. Yeah, like, I'm, you were I'm, really desperate to watch it. Yeah, I'm patient. I'm patient. Yeah, I want to see this on the big screen. Yeah, it looks like it opened June 11th. Um, here, looks like it opened at number one. So it is killing yeah, it over of there. Of course, it did. Um, yeah, just I I can't wait, Chris. We'll we'll definitely be reviewing it on the podcast. It'll be the first thing we've done for Dragon Ball uh, outside of news. Yeah, we'll just absolutely probably both try to schedule it, schedule tickets the same day, go check it out, mm-hmm. and maybe do a podcast. You know that week. Yeah, very um, similar to how we did with uh, World Heroes Mission. I am mm-hmm. all for that because I'm really, really excited about this one. Um, oh, will, will it be great? That uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, but will it definitely be a beautiful movie to watch? Like uh, that's you know, I've seen like I don't know. Just modern anime is just so fucking good looking on the big screen. Um, like I remember the last I saw the Broly uh, movie in theaters, and I was floored with how beautiful that movie was to watch on the big screen and. They look like they're doing a really new, like just really going a whole new direction uh, with this animation style, like super modern, almost like it almost looks like Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, the uh, Fighter Z, the fighting game uh, has that kind of look to it, but a lot more polished, which looks really, really awesome. Yeah, see, I've only seen these stills of it. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I think I'm just going to go in blind. Um, But yeah, I saw the I saw the Brawly movie in theaters. It was fantastic. Like you said, the animation is just out of this world and seeing animation on the big screen like it just it's just there's nothing but be- it's nothing better than it honestly yeah um true yeah so we got that um and then of mm-hmm. course uh you know it's a big week in gaming uh big week uh yeah or netflix as well netflix is geeked week um seems like once like the middle of june hits like all eh, oh, we get all news on all the nerd yeah, stuff. All the it's Q3, all... all the Q3, Q4, Q1 yeah. of next year announcements start coming out. Yeah, they... Get you real greased up for the fall and winter. Yeah, they hit us with all the cool anime and video game news. Um, so, obviously, the big one that we're looking at is this new Castlevania series, which is Castlevania Nocturne. Which, you know, I know we've mm-hmm. touched on that we knew it, it was going to get another series. But Chris, you have you have experience with these games. Um, what did you think of this little teaser that we got? So when I saw this teaser, I, the first thing I thought was like, oh shit, that's Richter Belmont. Like, he looks just like the uh, like the classic artwork, you know, the white headband, uh, the blue, like the blue tunic that he's wearing. I was like, oh, this is clearly going to be, um, and, you know, and I may be wrong, like the, 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 the teaser stick trailer's less than like 30 seconds, right? Yeah, but, it's very short. Like, but that character is super recognizable. So I really, really hope that this nocturne is, I hope they're doing Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. Because um, to me, that's the greatest like Castlevania story to be told. Um, it's my two favorite games in the series, that's for sure. Um, outside of Castlevania 3, but I think that's kind of in a master class of its own. But 
Yeah, um, I really, really hope that's the case, and I am super, super excited. So, Cody, once we get that confirmation, I highly recommend you playing Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. Yeah, so it looks like, according to this article, it says the new series mm-hmm. will star Richter Belmont and Maria yep. Renard. Yep. Um, the series yep. will and be this set. This is one hundred percent. Yeah, it's set that. in France during the French Revolution. Um, so mm-hmm. they're the protagonists in Rondo Blood, and they also appear in the other game series, including Symphony of the Night. Looks like that's what we're getting with that story. Um, yep. Which is cool. And there's still, you know, there's still the potential for like some of our the the past voice actors to come back and play like Alucard and Dracula because they are mm-hmm. in those games, correct? They sure are. Okay. Yeah, Al- Alucard. Alucard is the main character of Symphony of the Night, right. and uh, it's the direct sequel to Rondo. So absolutely. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get like James Callis back, um, or Graham. Graham McTavish is the is yeah oh hell dude I would Dracula. love yeah that'd be yeah. so great you know because I mean I thought they both did fantastic jobs with their I thought all the entire voice cast um I thought was fantastic for Castlevania um, probably one yeah. of my favorite I loved like the just like the banter back and forth between characters all of it was oh so good it was so organic supernatural yeah. I loved it yeah just top of the line so there's that um that it looks like we probably won't get until I believe next year sometime yeah. I want to say that is 2023 for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not the only thing they announced, Chris. We have got a Dragon Age anime. We got to see more of the Cyberpunk yeah. anime. Um, we got to see a glimpse of the new Tekken Bloodline anime, which yes. we're both pretty excited about. I haven't played a Tekken game in a long time, I'll be honest. Um, I kind of haven't just haven't been into fighting games nearly as much. Um, but I love Tekken Tag. I love Tekken 4. Um PS2 titles is when I was really playing a ton oh, of, of Tekken. Um, but I'm excited for the anime. Uh, I've watched plenty of Street Fighter animes, uh, and I'd love to see... This is Tekken... I believe this is the first crack Tekken's had at, like, television. I think they have, like, a... I think they have a movie or two, but... I feel like there was an, a Tekken anime, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, I'm, like, 99% certain there has been a Tekken anime before. Um... But if I'm if memory also serves me correctly, it wasn't great. It looks like there's a, a motion picture Tekken that was mm-hmm. an anime. So that that's probably. Yep, I think that might be the one I am thinking of. From the image that I'm looking at here, it doesn't look mm-hmm. great, but you know. Yeah, well, it definitely was not. It was very like, you know, very like '90s anime where like you're missing half the story. You're just very much like, what the fuck am I watching? That kind of you know, mindset. Yeah. Now I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> we'll have yeah, to cover it's very, that. It's very average. We'll have to cover that at some point, maybe before this, this uh, Bloodline anime comes out. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'm here for it. I am here for it. Yeah, we got those. We have Dota Dragon's Blood Season 3 is coming this August. Um, mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else did we find? Uh, Cyberpunk is September. We got yes. a lot of stuff coming back. So we got Spriggan, I believe... In like two days, and we have you know August and September. We got shows for so there's just a lot of stuff coming down, um, coming down the pipe here. It looks like there's another Masters of the Universe season. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this Hung Skull Island animated series, which I'm really excited for. Um, it's coming from the studio that worked on Netflix's Castlevania, so which is powerhouse mm-hmm. animation. Um, yeah, so you know the animation is going to be fucking top tier. Um, and I think it, it'd be cool just to see, you know, 
animated King Kong, I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm so here for it, I can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we got to see another glimpse at the Junji Ito uh, collection thing that's coming next mm-hmm. year. Um, so we got that to look forward to. Um, what else did we have? Oh, and then, you know, some bad news. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, The Grudge of Edinburgh, Part 1 is coming December 2022. Um, Why, Cody? I I need to know. Tell me why. Yeah, that one's gonna... Not looking forward to that one, but... You know, you gotta take the good with the bad, unfortunately, so... You unfortunately do. You gotta take the veggies with the beef. Um, yeah, and then they showed a little bit, some more glimpses at like, you know, the Resident Evil live-action series, the One Piece live-action series, um, mm-hmm. as well as various other shows. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much all of the news this week. Oh, there is one more thing, Chris, which I'm going to call it news for now. Um, but there is like this Twitter account that's going around. It's called, mm-hmm. the account is the $6 million bounty, and like in the title it says double dollar $6 million, which obviously is a little... A little less than don't 60... You, don't you tease me. Don't little, you tease me, Cody. A little less than 60 billion double dollars. But all it says is wanted, and there's this poster, which I shared with you in the Discord. Mm-hmm. It looks like a very Trigun-like photo. It says mm-hmm. 617, which is tomorrow. I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping it's we're not getting trolled. Um, and... It, the the tweet is picking up a lot of traction, and the thing that makes me like actually interested in this is uh, Yoshiyuki Fudetani, who is Trigun's manga <laughs> editor. Mm-hmm. He uh, he favorited it, like he liked the tweet. So mm-hmm. that's all right. Andy retweeted it, so like that's usually when stuff like that happens. You know, I followed enough game news where like, oh, so-and-so retweeted this. It must be getting remade or redone. Like, this is seeming like one of those moments where maybe Trigun's getting rebooted. Um, I I would be okay with it. I would not be upset if that was the line. Yeah, even if they're just putting a fresh coat of paint on it and releasing it in 4K or Blu-ray or whatever. Um, Yeah. You know, more eyes on our boy Vash the Stampede. I think that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I'm beyond here for it. Yeah, we will keep you guys posted, and, you know, it's getting big articles. It's on Anime News Network. It's on Silicon Era. Like, people are writing articles about mm-hmm. this tweet. So if it's just one guy that tweeted this out, and we're all getting trolled, well, damn it, we'll go down. You know, <laughs> we'll go down swinging, I guess. But I really hope it's not just just a, just a joke. But, but, yeah, that is all the news. Obviously, a lot of news this week to go over. Um but yeah, now it's time to, to shift gears, Chris. It's time to talk about Vampire in the Garden. Yeah, let's talk about it. So the Vampire in the Garden is actually it's a, uh, it's a series that came out. This uh, Well, I want to say it was originally announced in 2018, but it was, a, uh, it was supposed to come out in 2021. Delays, I don't know if those were COVID-related delays, but I, you know, I assume if there's any kind of delay with, within the last three years, it's super warranted and completely understandable. Um, but it actually came out actually about a month to the day ago, May 16th of this year. Uh, Cody, produced by Wit Studio, definitely a um, a powerhouse name um, in anime. Yeah, absolutely. Complete household name. And, you know, it's short and sweet, Chris. This is obviously hot off the presses, like you said, only a month yeah. old. Uh, only five episodes, which is mm-hmm. 
you know, it, at first... And they're all like, like 25 minutes each, so it's a very, very fast one. Now, I will say this. While I do enjoy the episodic format, um, because, you know, we're, we talked about this a little bit with um, with the Demon, with the Mugen train arc and Demon Slayer. Um, I think, whereas that one I would have enjoyed more episodically, I think I would have enjoyed this one more as just one condensed movie. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think... Mm-hmm. I mean, if this would have been announced as a movie, it's definitely something I would have gone and seen in theaters, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the Absolutely, credentials. Absolutely, I would have too. Especially with the credentials that Wit Studios has. Like, Wit Studios, you know, Attack on Titan. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though we didn't like the story, Bubble was a very beautiful movie to look at. Um, yeah, I would have totally watched Bubble in the theater if that was if that was on the table, oh, you know what I mean? 100%, yeah. Uh, yeah. Parkour. <laughs> I ought to warm my parkour shoes. That's right. What a weird movie. But <laughs> oh absolutely yeah. Really weird. But thankfully this one this one not as weird. I really love the world that they drop us into, Cody. So we're basically it reminded me immediately of the, I don't know if you remember this Ethan Hawke movie called Daybreakers, where basically humanity is not top they're not top bill anymore. They're not the top of the food chain. Vampires are basically and same in this show. Like vampires have basically overtaken everything. They are they are the alpha um, in this world. Whereas, but I want to say in this if this particular anime, it, it was started as a plague, um, and humanity has just become scattered. You know, they reside in cities. There are some places throughout the world where vampires and humans do coexist, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. It's very dystopian very much more like a wasteland style thing like the cities are heavily guarded with like ultraviolet lights it's become very much like a military state um you know we're introduced to our human characters primarily like you're right off the bat through a a a military raid where this uh group of soldiers is invading a vampire nest um so and and they don't dive too deep into this backstory they're just like hey the the the, the, we learn that this world we live in now just kind of sucks they give us the setup and then we're we're introduced to our main character uh uh momo who's part of this uh one of these military raids um that's going to clear out this vampire nest yeah and honestly i have a couple questions that came up right Uh off the bat um so anytime i go into like a new vampire show or movie Mm -hmm. I always try to figure out what the rules are to the to the yes. world, you know, like mm-hmm. because it seems like in this, like the first vampire we see, it's actually like daylight out, and I'm like, why is he not getting cooked up? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, there's, you know, maybe it's the UV lights only, um, mm-hmm. and they don't really spend really any time like explaining, you know, the rules to these particular vampires, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I almost prefer it that way, uh, rather it be a little bit more mysterious than like. Oh, you gotta stab them through the heart with the stake, or you sunlight. Yeah, and and I like the idea of them using that, like the the classic like textbook. This is how you kill a vampire. I love when a vampire movie or show is like, nah, that's all just bullshit. That's yeah. just that's just stuff they tell themselves to make us to help themselves sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's but a, a very similar. UV light to is definitely something that kills them in yeah. this. Yeah, it definitely. Well. Sometimes, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get well, to it, it more. It's a, a, a severe amount of exposure. Um, right. Yeah. It's not like but, a it's not like a one shot done thing. Um, yeah. Exactly. Whereas, like, if the sun rose in like 
you know, another film like Near Dark or Blade or, you know, whatever, pick, pick your poison, mm-hmm. like they're instant dead. Um, yes. Yeah. Like you said, it, it throws us right into this world. We meet our character Momo uh, and she's clearly in like this military group, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the humans. We also get to meet her. What's her best friend's name? Uh, her best friend. Uh, she is um, uh, uh, Minerva. Minerva. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, Manera, uh, Marina, Marina. That's her name, Marina. Yeah, oh, Marana, um, Marana. Yeah, Marana. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. She is uh, she's also a member of this same group. And uh, also too, like when they go to um, when they go invade this nest in the first episode, um, you know they're use. They, I don't know if they have specialized bullets or what, because uh, you know the combination of like the UV light and the bullets do just fucking fine, um, on these vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we also see early on is that these vampires there's there's something else that some of them do there's this drug there is this um i don't know if it's like some sort of i i don't know exactly what this injection is but these uh, vampires will like inject themselves with this thing and they go fucking berserk until they basically die yeah, they turn into like fucking super vampires with wings. Yeah, and, like they look like demons essentially. Yeah, but we don't like it. It's it reminds me of uh, like whatever the drugs called in the boys when it gives them superpowers. Yes, like, it's like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's exactly that's exactly what this is, <laughs> except it's specifically for vampires. Yeah. Um, but that's the on the human side of things. So this is the world that they live, and they're they're um in this um, and we also find out that Momo is the daughter. Of basically uh, the general, her name is uh, Nobara. She is the commander in chief of all the military operations. She is head bitch in charge. Um, so of course, you know that that definitely you can see where the tension is going to develop between um, Momo and her mother. But also too, one of the big things, one of the rules they do lay out in this anime, Cody, is vampires have very keen senses of hearing. So things like music and television this kind of stuff is like outlawed so in this initial raid when momo finds this music box she's just enamored by it right um and i want to say she ends up taking it with her to fix and have on her own and that's something that she actually get in trouble with uh with her mom because you can definitely tell that momo is not happy living by the rules in this world right like i feel like she just she hates she hates the day-to-day she hates her mother. Well, not necessarily hates her mother, but just hates this. I don't know. This this isn't the life she always envisioned for herself, which is kind of funny because you know the, the the parallel to this is uh, Fine, who is a basically a vampire queen, um, who is also just kind of like kind of over the vampire life. Like, but also too, she's got a bit of a tragic backstory. Um, she's very friendly to humans. She had what appeared to be a, I guess, a romantic interest uh, with a human woman that did not end well, which throughout the series we see kind of bits and pieces of what this relationship was like, um, which actually leads to her um, and Momo's initial interaction. Um, Because Momo looks a lot like her her previous uh, love interest. so she's immediately kind of like smitten. But one of the things here is they don't, they, they kind of, well, I don't know. I'm not sure I like it or don't like it. But like the, when I say that love interest, 
it's really hard to tell. You you can tell that like Fine is very enamored by Momo. But I, I don't you gotta get this vibe from Momo that she's just she's Momo's still just a kid. She doesn't really know what she wants out of life, but she knows what she doesn't want. And that was to kind of be under her mom's iron thumb and live in this world where she's just constantly killing and can't have music and there's really nothing um that brings her any kind of joy. Um, and I like that everything, the, the tone is very dark. It's always snowy and kind of wintry. It's just, there's very, it's very gloomy, which I think is very fitting. Um, and kind of the crux here of this first big episode is, um, well, the main city, the, uh, the vampires, and there's a, um, a, a particular, uh, vampire. I'm trying to remember his, uh, Allegro. his name. Allegro. Yeah. Allegro. Yep. Allegro. Yeah. Allegro who basically leads the assault on the city. And there's uh, we also find out, too, again, without going into too much detail or too much backstory, they there are humans that definitely support vampires, and they're on the inside, so they kind of disable the UV lights that are surrounding the city. Like, all these lights, it looks like you're being followed by a Ford F-150, like, all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, like, just to touch on, the city looks awesome. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate very detailed. We only spend, like, an episode here, um, but, like... Just yeah. the detail and like everything that all the animation with all the different lighting effects that Wit Studio yeah. put a lot of work put into the city for one thirty minute episode, which is a yeah, shame. They bring it to life. Yeah, the city is very alive and vibrant. Um, and like I said, they do a really good job of immersing you in this world. Um, yeah, and like, you know, I can't remember if we touched on it yet, but Feeny mm-hmm. is basically like you like her and Momo are basically on on opposite sides here. Um, just trying to escape their their day to day, but Fina exactly. basically is not drinking blood. She is yeah, I, she's just living like on off of fumes at this point, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, but, and I think it's because of her past like romantic liaison, you know, that yeah. she had there. Yeah, it seems like you know she those two very much wanted to escape, and like you said, we see more and more of this backstory mm-hmm. all, all the way up until the very end where we get like the final conclusion of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, unfortunately for our girl Momo, her mom does discover the music box, and yeah. she is pissed, Chris, and, you know, she... She's angry. Yeah, she flips out on her. Uh, Momo ends up running away. Um, while she's running away, this is when the vampires uh, kind of begin their assault uh, on onto the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allegro and his troops and everybody like that. Um all, and you know this this was all happening meanwhile momo is running away with her, her her little music box all this stuff um and i'm trying to yeah, and uh oh, okay. and basically yeah, like they're 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 locked into battle humans are trying to defend themselves from this and uh i want to say momo actually just runs out of the city she's in the woods playing the music box just saying how much she doesn't want to be there and um yeah it's almost like I she wants say, to like, kind of re- give up on on life and, yeah. as a as a whole um, yeah, and uh, Marana, that's her name. I I might be saying that. Yeah, Marana, and and um, I want to say that she actually dies here. Um, is killed by not she's not killed by Fine. She's killed by just another vampire. Um, well, one one that has taken the drug and has gone berserk. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I said, Fine immediately is kind of taken with Momo, not just because of the music box, which again. There, there's more to this whole music thing um, than what we know right off the bat. But Fini takes her, and they uh, they basically run off. 
uh, to, together. And the, obviously at this point, the lights come back on, the vampires retreat. So that now the humans kind of have to rebuild. And that's initially where they're, um, where that first episode kind of ends. We're kind of just like, holy shit, there was a lot that happened in this episode. Um, then going into the next episode, we're actually entered. Well, oh, we saw them, I want to say briefly, at the end of the first episode. We're introduced to um, uh, Momo's uncle, uh, Kubo, who is. He's your classic, I mean, he's just, you know, he's a soldier, clearly, but he also carries a sword and has his own little group, like his own little special forces. Um, and I want to say Fine actually brought Momo back to her mansion. Um, and then it, it being very, like, hospitable and nice, but, you know, Momo definitely doesn't know what to think, what to do. Yeah, I mean, um, she's, and, had, she's had a rough... A rough night, let's just say that. Obviously, she just watched yeah. her best friend get killed. And, you know, we do it need yeah. to touch on... Fine tried to save Marana from this other vampire yeah. as well. Um, basically, mm-hmm. did all she could um, before mm-hmm. her and Momo made their escape. And this is like the beginning of this this friendship that we have between these two. Um, yeah. And, yeah, this, so they, yeah. they escape in, in the pickup truck, Chris, the Ford F-150, like you oh, said. Oh, that's right, with the old fucking 9-11 memorial lights. That's right, and... Um, you know they make their they get away, um, but like you said, uh, the uncle is is hot on their tail, and it seems like he has like a a special task force. Like they're they're not just your regular foot soldiers. They got they're they're actually animated. They have like different hairstyles right. and things like that. So, so they they've got names. They've yeah. got names. Yeah. So they're they do stuff. They're on her tail um, because obviously her mother wants her back, and I think it's like treason or it's it's you know mm-hmm. it, basically they. She ran away from them to join the vampires. It's like a, it's a bad look, right? Um, yes. But yeah, episode two, we just pick up. Now we're at Fine's house, and Fine, you know, she's cooking her meals and, you know, kind of trying to be friendly, like dancing with her, teaching her about music. And, like, it's really just a, mm-hmm. a nice blossoming friendship here. Um, yeah, but also, but then, like, but Momo doesn't want to, like, I don't know, like, it's almost like they're. What am I trying to say here? Like, she's still very upset. And Fine basically just tells her initially, like, you can go if you want to. I'm not going to keep you here. Um, you know, go back to your mom. Go back to your city. Whatever. Because she's still super ate up about uh, Marina. Um, but she still ends up staying the night. She has her own room and her own quarters. Um, and while that's going on, obviously, um, Allegro, who is uh, one of Fine's, I guess, one of her, like, advisors... Um, or just somebody in her, her royal court, is tasked with bringing Fine back, which she's a vampire queen, I assume, because we were introduced like this group of elders that we see very briefly that tell Allegro to, you know, you, you, need, you need to bring her back and have her take her rightful place on her throne, you know, so we can basically conquer humanity, because there's, there's clearly, like, the vampire ilk wants to just graze on all the humans, which is what you see, and the humans just want to kill all the vampires. It's very, very classic, polar opposite, I hate you because of what you are storytelling, right? Yeah, it looks like according to the Wikipedia thing, it says, Allegro is Fine's childhood friend and loyal servant. He despises humans, as he oh. knows a human was the cause of Fine's heartbreak and does everything he can to try to make her happy and bring her home. Yep. Yep, there it is. And uh, well, they're at the mansion. Um, the uncle, well, they're playing while they're playing. Dude, this was an awesome scene. Uh, Fine's sitting there playing the piano, and you just see this fucking arrow just come th- flying through the window right through her neck. I was like, is she dead? 
I was like, are they going to kill her off right here? Yeah, dude, I thought they might. Um, and we also do get the... We also get the, the vampire in the garden, quote-unquote. You know, like the, yes. the title. Um, where we see Fine... The picture. Yeah, we see Fine, like, in the sunlight, in the garden. Like, she's got, like, a hoodie and stuff, mm -hmm. and she's pretty covered up, but, like, that... You know, we get, we just get a bunch of these little cool bonding moments between these two. Um, yeah. It's know. very... It's a very slow burn, and I really, really like that. I like that they just... I like that they don't necessarily that Momo doesn't hate her because Momo realizes that she is very different. Um, but also too, like Momo, I don't feel like she's all about vampires, right? Cause in the, again, back in the first episode, the first vampire she had to kill was a fucking child. So, you know, she's not too keen on, on doing this, but I, I like that. They're not like super buddy, buddy right off the bat. Like Fine is, you know, wants to be more involved, but Momo's treading what I feel like is kind of carefully. Um, I, I really like, I really like the way they, um, you know, the way, the way they introduce their relationship. Um, so yeah, I, I completely forgot that, that she was in the garden all hooded up and goggled up. And, um, and this is where we kind of realize where Momo is kind of like, not Momo, but uh, Fine is super weak because she doesn't drink blood. Mm. Um, but then again, like I said, she takes an arrow through the fucking neck. Yeah, um, by I, I thought she was Kobe, dead Kubo's for a second. Here. Yeah, I thought she I was dead because, I mean, she's just on the ground like bleeding out, and then of course all of his other like soldiers come bursting yeah. in. You know, now it's an, an all-out war again here. They got like the humans got like these weird like almost like mech suits that some of them are using. Yeah, yeah, because there was a, a particular soldier who was like, "I'm developing these things," and like the generals like. You know, I'm in charge of the military. You know, we'll we'll test your toys out at some point, uh, which is like, all right. Well, there's clearly you know, it's typical humanity, right? Like, there's always somebody who's always vying for like he's jockeying for power, right? He's my my machine is what's gonna save us from the vampires. Yep. So you know, he's clearly vying for power here. Um, and then what's also happening is you know then Allegro they've they've all this kind of this battle. Everybody's converging on the um on the mansion here. So we've got Allegro and their vampires. We've got, you know, Kubo and his men. Um, and basically we've got, um, you know, we've got Fine and uh, Momo basically just trying to escape. And the whole idea is they, they keep hearing about this Eden, this place where humans and vampires live peacefully. And they're like, man, that sounds great. I yeah. want to go to there. Yeah. And there's a picture in the music box that actually. Yes depicts this where you can tell like you can very clearly tell the vampires are the ones with the white hair in this show yep. and the humans are the ones without the white hair. yes which i'm glad they, as weird as it sounds i'm really glad they did something like that you know mm -hmm. just very easy to follow yeah, and then of course fine gets confronted by kubo um he ends up getting hit by the truck that uh momo's driving and you know once again they hop in the f-150 chris and Pedal to the floor. They got Motley Crue playing, and they uh. That's right. They jet out of dodge. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they, they're they're still also kind of skeptical about Eden, right? And uh, like, as I want to say, Fina is just like, I don't know if it's a real thing, but you know, fuck it, we'll find for it. Uh, we'll, we'll find for it. We'll search for it. That's alcohol. So that's the Pete. It's the bird dog talking. Um, but but what we get next here is uh is kind of um. You know, just trip, kind man. of a little girl's trip. Yeah, very, uh, but see, this is how you do a road trip, right? Like, this is so much better than the one that we got in World Heroes Mission. I think, like, the stakes are different. Um, 
the road trip makes so much more sense. Yeah, and, and I think this is actually my favorite episode of the show. Um, yeah. Just because, like, we get the, to see the, this growing relationship between these two, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and some of the struggles that they go through. Like, it's, you know, it's fun for a little bit while they're, while they're traveling, but, you know, yeah, you know, danger around every say, corner pretty much here. Oh, yeah, because I want to say, I can't remember if it's this. Uh, yeah, this episode is where they uh, they come across this city where half of it, and again, this is one of those those cities where, like, on one half of the bridge, it's all humans that live there. And on the other side, it's all vampires. Well, the humans basically sell other people. I want to say they sell other people's, like, livestock to the vampires in return for, I think, money. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a business thing. It's like, you give us money, exactly. we we'll give you uh, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, basically uh, yeah, meat for gold is essentially what they're selling here. Um, it's not like it's not like the Eden that they envisioned. This is like well, a, this, this is, is definitely like a, not. It. It's much more cutthroat. Like it seems like if you're a human on the vampire side, you were in the wrong part of town. And yeah, this, this is definitely the island of Tortuga, as it were, <laughs> or the uh, the wrong side of town, starring Rob Van Dam and Ja Rule. <laughs> I gotta add that to my watch list. Apparently, <laughs> oh, you've never seen Cody. You've never seen that. Chris, I have not seen the wrong. Side of it's called the wrong side of town. It's got Rob Van Dam, Batista, and Ja Rule in it. Fucking gas! It's awful. It's an awful movie, but Rob Van Dam is great as it always. It sounds like a movie I have to watch. It sounds like a, a movie we need to just be like drunk in an event, and we just got to go watch it. Um, if that was on Netflix while we were staying down in Florida. That would have been the fall asleep movie every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I definitely put that. We'll cover that on the cast one day. Yeah, that's um, right. That'll be on, that'll be on the the steak, booze, and wrestling podcast. That's right. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they go over to the vampire side, and Fine being this queen, like a, she's almost like of a royal bloodline. Yeah, gets them set up at the hotel, and they refer to uh, Momo as a warm. And he's like the the person yeah warmies. The they call them warmies. The person at the desk like you can't have that warmie in here and you know Fine bribes him with bottles of blood and she basically mm -hmm. has to bribe everybody any guard that comes up across them yeah. to just give them blood so that they'll leave them alone like they're just trying to mm -hmm. get away from all of this um, yeah and, and everything everything in this city goes tits up very quickly oh yeah because Momo's trying to sleep but uh Fina is definitely having a lot of trouble this also this also is where we learn about um Aria who is uh Fina's past love interest but Fina is like she's got the hunger and she wants to get a suckle of 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 um of Momo but is able to fight it off but Momo being like kind of selfless like cuts herself and is like here drink and she's like you don't understand I cannot drink this um, um, and I want to say from there, she, uh, she, I want to say she starts going crazy, but then she eventually, uh, like passes out. Yeah. Fina is kind of having, you know, almost going through like withdrawals. And so Momo heads out. Um, yeah. To the human side. Cause she's like, I'm military. They'll let me in, but, uh, they don't fucking let her in. Go. Yeah. She's got to sneak in and steal some bottles of blood yep. and make a quick escape. Um, get her a couple bottles of that true blood. That's right. Um, and of course, you know, the the vampires are are not, are not far behind. They hear that there's a warmy at this hotel, and so they come in. Yep. And, you know, they they want to get them a piece of that warmy. Yeah. Um, and of course, our boy Allegro, he sees all this commotion going on, seeing explosions happening. 
and he comes over because he's you know he's still on Fine's tail. He's trying to get Fine back. Uh, and once again, he confronts Momo, um, and he explains that there was once a person like you, like a human, that manipulated her feelings. And yep, you know, Allegro is just looking out for more or less his sister uh, is what I really mm. would consider her. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But again, he doesn't you know he doesn't kill her or anything. Uh, let's. That's a good way. He's asking her, like, where Fine is and all this stuff. And meanwhile, Fine is, or she is struggling. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Least. Yeah. And uh, like, she's struggling. The goddamn hotel is burning down around him. Yeah. So they, this, this, this does not, uh, this escape. And this, this was the only weird issue I had because Fine is struggling. She's in, like, this, the, the, the truck. Momo's trying to get in the truck, but the, the innkeeper at the hospital, uh, at the hospital, at the hotel is like, you took everything from me. Like, he's got her. He's like choking her out. And then the next scene, like, they're gone. They're gone from there. Yeah, he, he's like choking her out. And uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I guess they don't actually. Do they not show him get like hit off of her? No, like, she's just choking her. And the next thing we know, it's like we're in the next scene where they're like out in the snow. Yeah, that's weird. Now that you, yeah. I guess I just assumed that like somebody hit her off. Maybe I like looked down for a second, but yeah, I remember her getting choked out by the innkeeper. But then I just remember mm-hmm. them being in the car leaving. Yeah, it's maybe they very very odd. Maybe it was just a. I mean, it wouldn't have took much to sh- show me, Fine kick the guy off of her or something, or Momo yeah, kicks him in the nuts or nice. something. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been resolved very quickly. Um, yeah, they managed to get out of there um, in their in their weakened state, um, and they find a little shelter, basically just in some like house. Um, mm-hmm. And Momo once again is trying to give her blood. She's got like an IV set up for her, uh, but Fine wakes up and she's like, she she very much doesn't want the blood, um, but mm-hmm. like she needs the money or she needs the money. She needs the blood. That's the beer talking now for me, Chris. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she needs that damn money. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they take they take shelter at this spot for a little bit, um, and there's a boat there, and so, you know, because now they're now they're traveling by water. They're just that's right. Two girls, all... yeah, two <laughs> girls off into the Arctic with a shitty paddle boat, dodging what icebergs and everything. Like it just seems like seems like a horrible plan. Um, yeah. Well, they uh, well, I want to say they uh, well, they pass out while they're on, while they're on this boat. Next thing we know, Cody, we're waking up and uh, we found it. Yeah, they passed out on like the frozen part of the ocean. Yeah, um, and I was like, okay, we're not freezing to death in episode three. We got we got to keep this thing going. But yeah, like you said, they wake up, Chris. Uh, Momo wakes up. She sees a young vampire girl who's very friendly. She's like, I'm not gonna bite you. Don't worry. She sees that uh-huh. same painting that we've seen. Uh, that was in the music box that like is the paradise yeah. between humans and vampires and they're there because they've reached Eden. Um they did it. They, not, they hit they reached the promised land. I'm not talking about Eden of the East either. Um We are not, thank God. But Chris, you and I both know this all looks too good to be true. Oh man, this is this is what I was talking about, Cody. Like we know. We <laughs> fucking know what's gonna happen. They're walking she's showing her around, they're walking through town and there's like vampires and humans playing instruments in the street together. I'm like, this is uh, all... what's the fucking catch? Yeah, like <laughs> where's the fine print at? Like, show me something. Yeah, this is bullshit. This is definitely bullshit. And uh 
and of course, we, the the only weird glimpse we get is when they go down to where um, they they go down somewhere and they see this vampire who's like crazed and like cracked out of his skull. And um, yeah, it's when they go to see. They're like, oh, we we found him. It's fine. He uh, you know, he was astray, and we we brought him in. And we're healing him. Yeah, he's got a blood disease. And it's yeah. like it's when they go to see Fine because Mom was asking about Fine, obviously, because she wakes up and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's fine. We'll go take her to see you. And she kind of gives her the rundown like. There's plenty of livestock to where the humans and the vampires, everybody can get what they need, everybody works together, blah, blah, you know, just really buttering mm-hmm. us up about this bullshit town. Um, but right. yeah, there's this guy that, like, it looks like the, there's, like, this huge latch door, and he, like, pops out, and he's like, you two need to get out of here, run away, mm-hmm. you know, he gives them, he gives them the scoop, like. Oh, yes. And, and Fine, you know, throughout this episode is really, like, we need to get out of here. This place is sketch. From from yes. Jump Street, she is like, no, this is not the place we need to be. She's being very uh, smart, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but Momo, of course, she's she's been getting buttered up by this young vampire girl, and they've been dancing and playing music and having fun. And yeah, I was actually starting to think in this episode, Cody. I was like, oh man, we're gonna have like a little jealousy moment where like this. Uh, I want to say, what's her name? Alicia is like being very. Buddy, buddy, almost like stealing uh, Fine's friend from her. And I was like, oh no, Fine's going to get like super jealous and go off the deep end. Um, but that is definitely not what happens here. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, all the humans are still chasing after Momo. We get to see them still. Um, we get a moment where Fine goes to give Momo like this. Um, I don't know if bracer is the right word. It's like this thing that has like a retractable knife that'll come out, and she's like, hold on mm-hmm. to this. You might need it at some point. Um, you know, you get like the, the classic, like, oh, the city dance party and all this shit, and then we get a scene where Fine and Momo meet up outside, um, mm-hmm. and she tries to tell her, hey, this town isn't what we think it is. Uh, gets interrupted. Yep. Um, we see. We also see Fine kind of go off on her own, She's, like, hacking up blood. Like, she is in a weakened state. Um, but, you know, Momo doesn't really stick around to listen to what she has to say. She goes back inside to the dance. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get uh, our boy Allegro shows up. And him and Fine have a talk. And, you know, he basically, he's just, again, once again, trying to get her to come back home. Uh, trying to get her to drink blood. Trying to do anything. But she is just mm-hmm. not being a vampire. Like, shit is not going well um and we get to see some more glimpses of like the past with this other human that that fine had known Um, Mm -hmm. which i want to say in this case i'm trying to remember but like um aria i'm trying i'm trying to remember what happened uh because we find out um that it was actually aria that taught Fine about everything, about music. Oh, and... that, yeah, that's at the very end. Yeah, that, yeah, that's when we finally it all comes to a head. Um, but this is where, like, like I want to say, Momo, uh, Fine is like trapped in like a coffin, and Momo's basically having to bust bust ass by herself, and she's like fighting with Alicia pretty much this whole time. And um, Momo, uh, Momo finally gets the better of her. Like, they were, they were prepared. Like, Alicia was super prepared to kill Momo here. Yeah, because Momo wakes up the next day, and Fine's gone, but she's left a note, mm-hmm. and there's 
the the bracer thing that holds the knife, and then next thing you know, the big guy's like guarding the door, and all the yeah. townspeople are out to hunt for Fine. Sorry, um, sorry, Momo. Luckily, there's a convenient know. hole in the building. Oh, of course, the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, the weird part though is, why does Momo take off her coat before she goes outside? That's a bad move. Well, maybe to squeeze through yeah, the hole. Gets down yeah. in her PJs, um, but she goes to like yeah. go for a snowmobile. And the big guy starts firing shots at her. And then yeah. Alicia just fucking shoots the fuel tank. And, like, I, dude, I'm like, how is Momo alive, first of all? Yeah, and Alicia's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, she is taking a, a, a sharp turn for the worse. Um, yeah, she is nuttier than squirrel shit. Yeah, and so, you know, Momo's running away. She runs to the, there's, like, a nearby submarine that's, like, crashed into the town that they use <laughs> for, like, certain shit. And she goes in there to, like, hide, um... And actually ends up running into that crazy vampire guy that we saw. Who was trying to, crazy vampire. trying to warn him again. Um, and they basically have him there. I guess they're like pumping him with blood and using him to generate the town's electricity. Like super mm-hmm. fucked up. Um, yeah. And then, you know, while this is happening, you know, Allegro and Fine are getting attacked by humans. You have the vampires and the humans of this town coming after Momo. Specifically Alicia. Um... Once again, everything's coming to a head, and like every big fight, um, our, our girl Momo was taking some shots here, Chris. Um, but she eventually yes. does manage to uh, take out uh, Alicia using some of the environment in the submarine. But like the submarine is starting to like take on water, um, and so yeah, that's she, not good, boss. Yeah, she basically like drowns, or we, we. I think this episode ends with yeah her drowning, or so we think. And we see yes. Fine asleep. Now, of course, episode five, Fine comes to the rescue. You know, saves her of from course, drowning. Of course, uh, You know, just in time. She's about to take a cat nap, but you know, um, yes. <laughs> now she's back, just just in time. Um, of course, she is. And you know, the, the fight is still continuing. You know, there's humans are there, the vampires are there to to take their. Yeah, this is ba- this is the climax. Like, this is definitely the final battle here. Yeah, and Fine is messed up. Obviously, she hasn't had blood still. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And they're all. She's trying to get Momo to safety. They're just trying to get away, and they're trying to have their mm-hmm. their Romeo and Juliet, whatever story you want to compare it to. Like they're just literally trying to live. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of gradually tell how this is gonna go. Like every moment they have, it has like a moment of comfort. Next thing you know, here comes a sniper shot into Fine. Like, oh shit, she mm-hmm. just got shot again. Like falls off this giant like thing that they're all sitting on and they're shooting bazookas at him and like they're they're basically cornered um Fini like holds the door and let like basically guards the door to try and let Momo escape um and we get to see Fini take this drug Chris that we saw at the very beginning um yeah this was I was like oh my god yeah because uh she does it to save her from uh or to save our yeah yeah uh for Kubo it's uh she's fighting Kubo well, Kubo and his troops are yes, have him yes, cornered. Yes, yes, they're, they're there. And uh, she takes this drug, and I was like, holy shit. And this is when I realized, I was like, oh, she's just going to die. Like, this, this is not going to end well. Like, they're not going to escape together. And you learn. This is where I was like, because I, I kind of thought, I was like, okay, they're going to they're get out of here together, or Momo's going to die again. And Fine's just going like, to, and that, that's how we're going to lead into season two, right? Like, Fine is the main character, but that was definitely not uh, what we got here, Cody. Yeah, and so Momo makes her escape and comes across Allegro, and she informs him that, you know, Fine took this drug, 
Um, and he he gets you know while while they're having their confrontation, um, we get the the fucking mech robot dude show up. Oh um, man, they come in hot. Yeah, this fucking guy. Um, and you know her mom shows up, and Allegro helps out, but you know he he's he's pretty he's dead. Let's just say, like yes. he's bloodied mess. He's like, I should have killed you before. He's like, go find Fine, blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. And then we we get the one on one match of basically fucking deathbed Fine against uh, is it Kobu. Is that his name? Uh, Kubo. Yeah. Kubo. Yeah. And so yeah, and, um, they're fighting. Um, this is pretty good, but like Kubo gets uh, he gets he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Well, he's winning for a little bit until. Uh, mm. What's her face? Until Momo shows up and basically is helping, yep. helping Fine, but Fine is also going crazy, so she's like fighting against her too. Uh, we mm-hmm. get to see a ton of flashbacks between uh, Fine and her previous human, um, whatever her name was, was Arya. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, basically, they can kill Kubo right here, um, and they choose not to. They choose to walk away because yeah. he's like, you know, he's he's egging her on. He's like. Kill yeah, me. he's like, kill me, prove me right. Prove me right that you are nothing but a bunch of beasts. Yeah. Um, they just leave him there, you know, to, to live, essentially. And they fly off again. They find a cave, Chris, and this is where you kind of get the feeling that this is Fine's, uh, this is going to be her, her final, final, yeah, her final resting spot here. Um, but you know, it's a beautiful spot, Chris. There's like a nice little, like, nice little There's lake in there. There's nice flowers. Yeah, it's just a very nice little sanctuary. Very fitting uh, for for this tragic story to come to a close. Um, we get to see the full backstory now that we've seen glimpses of that Arya had essentially taught her how to play music and you know how to play the piano, and she's the one that actually painted that original painting of this Eden that she was trying to build. Um, and it seemed like the town of Eden actually used that as kind of like their BS way to lure people in there unwillingly. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, of course. It's kind of funny that that's, uh, you know, we, we, we knew, we knew that town was bullshit the moment we saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's just something that can't happen. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, we get to see, you know, it pretty much, much just a big old soppy, um, into yep. here. Uh, yeah, we watch her kind of melt and turn back into like normal Fine, and yeah, and then it's uh, yeah, her dying words are basically her saying that she loved her. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, we get one final confrontation with uh, with Ma Dukes, with Mama uh, Dukes. No, yeah, uh, Nobura, uh, Nobua. Yeah, whatever her name is, this bitch, I can't stand her. Um, Fucking Ma Dukes, who's just been a to- she's been a teetotal bitch this whole time. Like, it was first she was like she first she felt bad and wanted to get her daughter back, but then she's like, well, she's gotta she's gonna have to pay for what she did, and it's like, I, I get it, I get it. She has a lot of responsibility, right? Like the safety of humanity is kind of the weight that she has to bear, but like, I don't know, I don't know. She's just really being a total bitch about it. Yeah, like, and and. And then to like pull the gun on her again after Momo was very like high. She was very being very like um, yeah. I guess selfless. Like she was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I was selfish. You know, thank you for everything, but I think it's time for our lives to go. Yeah, we have to go separate our ways. separate ways. Yep. Yeah, and, and then and mom's up. like, no. Yeah, I'm pulling. Nifto, you pistol. come back here. Yeah. 
takes the pistol out. I'm like, you bitch. Yo, you bitch, you stupid bitch. Uh, but of course she just collapses and doesn't doesn't shoot. Uh, and, then, yeah, and we walk away. Yeah, we she see walks Mo- away. We see Momo um, basically bury Fine under like a nice tree spot. Um, mm-hmm. And then credits roll, Chris. And we get yeah. a little post-credit scene where it seems like a real Eden. We get let's see like a flash of a real Eden where you see vampires and humans mm-hmm. together. In and harmony. we see Momo like she, like old. Not, she's not so much an old lady here, but she's definitely older. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's sitting there with that with a little vampire baby in a rocking chair. We don't know if that's her baby or if that's just a, a village baby or what. But uh, yeah, like you called it, Cody. They, we we found what appears to be the true human vampire Eden. Which I think is a, a solid post-credit scene. Like it was perfect. I don't need to see how she perfect. got to that point. I don't need a season two. These five episodes were good and they were great, honestly. Um, yeah, they told me everything that I wanted to see. Yeah, and like we talked about it before the cast, but it was a it was a bit of a safe story. Um, but you know mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, sometimes we need some of those. With all the yeah. wild shit that we have to watch on this on this podcast. Yeah, and, and it was fine. And the reason I'm okay with it being this safe story is because I felt the world really just enhanced this very simple story. Mm-hmm. Like that we we have this really unique world with a lot of a uh, lot of moving parts to it. So like the fact that the story we're getting a very simple character driven story, um, whereas I feel like the world is really painting this picture and I, I was it made it it made this simple story just a lot more digestible and it made me care a lot more about these characters yeah so i agree um but yeah now we got to throw it up on our ranking list chris dog this is a top five for me i'm just gonna go ahead and say it. this is a top, top five five yeah i think this is gonna knock uh man i think this is gonna knock knock a race down a peg dude really really wow yeah so this would be your is it your new five or your new four? This might be my new four. Okay, pushing so a race down to five. You're gonna go Castlevania, My Hero, Promise Neverland, season one. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then uh, then uh, Vampire in the Garden. It was that good. I think it was that good. Okay, and then um, for me, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be my new number. My numbers aren't correct here, so I got to do some oh, that's quick all right. math here. Um, it's gonna be my new number eleven. Um, Still very, very good. Just, like, this yeah, is... it's pretty much like like there's the middle point of my list where Japan sinks is, and I definitely like this more than Japan sinks. Um, yeah. So it's it's gonna be my new. So Japan sinks is gonna drop down to be my new number twelve, and. Uh, yeah. Empire in the Garden will be the new number eleven, um, and I mean, number ten is Jujutsu Kaisen, so it's up there with. Yeah. It's in very good company, you know. Promise Neverland, Demon Slayer, Trigun, Erased, like these aren't Absolutely. these. This is the good end of the of the ranking list. You're not. Yeah. On the Dota end of it. Um, exactly. Exactly. And this was good. I would love to see more of this world. I hope. I hope we get more of it. I just don't want them to follow Momo anymore. I'm okay with. You know, I mean, following some more, because I want to know more about this vampire-like high council that sent Allegro out there uh, to go after Momo. I want I want to just know more of this war and, you know, both sides of the conflict. So, there's a, again, there's a lot that they can tell in this world, so I'm, I'm here for it. 
Yeah, it seems like Netflix really nails it with vampire anime. Right? They just have yeah. that. No, and I'm sure Netflix doesn't really have a big, mm-hmm. a, a big, uh, like, part in that. You know, they're just they're just providing the funds for these you know, Wit Studio and these incredible animators and all this stuff to. Yeah. Uh, show, then they see a vampire them. anime and they're like, "Wait a minute, we'll we'll, uh, we'll take a second look at that, sir." Yeah, and so um, yeah, I, I I would love to see more of the world. I love like the. Just the look of some of the towns, like especially the like the original town that uh, Momo's from, and then yeah. the town where there's like the the vampire side and the human side. I think was really cool. Um, yeah, tell me a story from that fucking city. That'd be great. Yeah, like I, I am here. I am all for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that is Vampire in the Garden. That is uh, you know, another good one in the books. That was our twenty third show, twenty fourth show. I don't even know yeah. at this point, Chris. We've covered so many. Um, mm-hmm. and that leads us, I believe, let me double check here, make sure I didn't, make sure we didn't mess up here. I believe mm-hmm. this is our 99th episode of Shonen. Oh, baby. So next week will be our big 100. Um, do we want to just shoot the shit next week or do we want to dive I'm, in? I'm, I'm, well, it will depends, right? Like what's, uh. Our next thing well, on, on, our next thing to watch is Spriggan. Spriggan won't technically come out until... Um, Saturday, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with shooting the shit this week and going over what we've watched and what we've experienced. Okay, and then we'll just you know carry on forward into year three of Shonen and yeah. Sense. I'm here for it. I'm beyond here for it. Yeah, this 99 episodes, man. We're almost to the triple digit mark. Can't wait. I'm here. Can't wait. But yeah, so I'm excited. Next week, uh, kind of just a free week. If you guys want to catch up on some of the shows that we've watched, we're gonna revise our ranking list. I'm gonna correct these numbers. As I'm mm-hmm. looking at my list now, Chris, and I have three number tens, three number elevens, and like two number twelves. I'm just like looking. God at damn! Like, yeah, so you buying McDonald's for everybody? What <laughs> you doing over there? <laughs> I really gotta fix my uh, my notepad here on my computer, but you know we'll clean everything up for next week's cast. And uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to Spriggan. It comes out Saturday, I believe. When it's, oh, I think it, I think it's June 18th. Um, I'm so ready. We're gonna dive into that. I think we will need. We won't need a poll. We will not need a poll. We'll need a poll next week. So yes. um, we'll think of some new movies. If you guys have any movie suggestions you guys want us to cover uh, for the podcast, uh, it can be big name, it can be small name, you know, Studio Ghibli or, you know, whatever whatever you guys want us to check out. Uh, leave us yeah. your suggestions. Uh, you can leave us a comment and message us, you know, tweet at us, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, that's uh, Chris, that's pretty much all I got for this week. My cans are empty. My drinks are oh, gone. Oh, man. Yeah, I've got an empty drink, and I've got a birthday to celebrate. But overall, man, there's a lot lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe, and I think Vampire in the Garden was a nice lead-off to a lot of this new stuff we've got coming up. I am really, really excited for it. Um, and I'm really excited that I know before summer's out, I'm going to be able to see some Dragon Ball Super in the theaters. Um, you know, My Hero OVAs are coming out. There's just, There's a lot to look forward to, and I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, and I think actually, you know what? I will watch this week. I'm gonna watch Spriggan again. I'm gonna watch the OG Spriggan before Do it. before we dive into the new one. So hell yeah! For you guys brother. at home, you need your homework for the week. Let's just go back and watch Spriggan one more time. Yeah, that's all you need. Quick, easy watch. We get to watch with our boy Jacques. What's his name? Fuck. Jacques Jean Mondo. There it is. There it is. <laughs> that's the guy. Spriggan France, baby. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that that's that's gonna do it for this week, guys. Um, Cause I got nothing else. Uh, 
I, I'm Cody Snodgrass. Man, and I am Chris Adams, and I am drunk. <laughs> That's right. It's his birthday. Everybody wish Chris a happy birthday. Oh, baby. And we will, we will see you guys next week. Absolutely. See you on the other side of 40. Cody, I'm old. I'm so fucking old. How did I, how did I get so old?